those guys are coming to me all the time and they have problems here and they have problems there and it's a roller coaster welcome to 20 minute leaders just sit back relax and learn from the leaders of today it's a journey each one is different unique inspiring let's get started this episode is powered by J ventures a community driven VC fund in Silicon Valley and is sponsored by Hillel Stanford upwest and hippo insurance hello hello and welcome to episode 130 our guest today is Tal Bernoach general partner at disruptive VC Tal is a general partner in disruptive ventures a privately held venture fund run by investment professionals equipped with extensive global technology and media relationships he also serves as a board member in various technological companies such as beamer anadot and CoCycle, SpeedUp, and Taylor Brands. Previously, Tal founded and led companies such as SEA, which IPO'd, Orca Interactive acquired, Balancing acquired, and Dotomy acquired, and helped found SOSA, a global network of tech innovation hubs. Tal Barnoch, thank you so much for being on my show, 20 Minute Leaders. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Where are you calling from right now? Uh, from my office in Arcelia. It's, Wonderful. Uh, and how, how is everything uh, over there with, with the whole COVID situation and obviously and all the protests that are happening? It's, uh, there is tense uh, with the, uh, you know, uh, but um, in terms of COVID, we have, I think, 1,500 uh, cases per day. Uh, there is about 380 in hospitals that are, you know, uh, in more difficult situations. Um, They're trying to manage it and to take the numbers down. Um, hopefully by uh, September 1st, when kids are going back to school, it's going to be much better than now. Definitely, definitely. And you know, I have to say that uh, while uh, you know, well, we hear about COVID all the time, one of the things that I'm, that I'm really curious and I'm very excited about For this conversation specifically is to talk about uh, your journey your journey uh, you're currently running disruptive ventures but you have a long history in the tech industry all the way from your days in the intelligence forces moving on to creating your own companies and and being a serial entrepreneur I believe you were you were in some uh, caliber or another a part of three or four acquisitions which is just a, I, I'm sure there's phenomenal stories from there but then moving on to becoming an angel investor now VC and the You're like you're on like nine different boards tell I have no idea how you do this for one of them is one of my favorite companies Taylor brands uh, I'm uh, completely inspired about what Yali and the team are doing over there so I, I loved seeing that you're on their board uh, but Tal uh, let's start easy just give me a little bit of a background about your journey who are you like why do why did you do all this all these things it's uh, a great question um, well so you know in Israel you have to serve in the army. At uh, the age of 18, uh, it's compulsory. Um, so I did uh, the first uh, a few years from 18 up to 22, and then obviously in the reserve, um, in the army. I was um, in a uh, special intelligence uh, unit. Uh, you can't really talk uh, a lot about it. Uh, But I can say that that was the first time where someone gave me a real chance uh, because I was pretty junior. Uh, and at the age of uh, 20, between 20 and 21, the head of the unit called me one day and said, 
there is a guy here that he's ranked about three, four ranks above you. Uh, from tomorrow morning, you're replacing him, uh, which was shocking to me. And uh, I was not prepared. <clears throat> I had basically the weekend to mentally, you know, get uh, ready wow. for, for a new uh, job. And uh, it was probably Thursday and on Sunday, I got in, um, had to manage uh, a lot of people in a very, very tough uh, environment uh, in this unit in many places. Uh, Tal, I do have to say, you know, it, it's something that keeps coming up. And I, and I believe I heard it first when Eric Schmidt talked about it, I think maybe 80 years ago at a conference in Tel Aviv. And he was talking about this magic of the startup nation that part of it is really this idea that, you know, at 18 years old, we enter this army and, I, and I'll never forget coming to the boot camp and, you know, being handed an, an M16 and, and being, and then going through rigorous training on how to be responsible with it. And I thought how can, and I was so confused that at 18 years old, we're given such responsibility and the person who's teaching me how to, how to handle, you know, my life responsibly as a 19 year old who's just six months above me. So, so you know, when, what you're talking about, I think it, it really resonates and, and that, you know, that uh, feeling of responsibility and getting those opportunities are, are really remarkable. But then what, what, how do you transition from your experience in the IDF onwards to then, you know, to the real life, to, to the startup life? So I, uh, I uh, decided after that, that, you know, I went to, to university and then... Um, I wanted to do my MBA in uh, in US, and I went to US to uh, get interviewed uh, in a few good universities. Um, and then I got a call from uh, someone that said that he heard about me, and if I'm willing to come back to Israel instead of doing my MBA, and start working in a manufacturing plant in the north side of the country wow. uh, that at that time was very unique with unique technology and so forth. <clears throat> and he said, you will, um, you will make um, 2,000 shekel, which is uh, equivalent today of $600. Right. Uh, this, this is what you're going to make at first. But if I... Uh, if you'll be good and um, what I heard about you is true and da, 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 you'll be able to gain both experience and to go up in terms of your salary. And I decided to come back to Israel and I was going five years old every day from here, Herzliya, Ramat Sharon, to the north side, which is Carmiel. Uh, so that's like an hour and a, an hour and a half. It's each one way. hour, 45 minutes uh, each way. To be exact. <laughs> so it's, Tal, why it's, did you do this? You know, in comparison, you know, any people who are watching this, and now obviously these are maybe different times, but but it can't be that great of a gap because today, you know, I enter Stanford in freshman year. The first question that they ask you is, where do you do your internship in the summer? The second question is, how much money are you making? One of the one of the greatest pieces of advice that I've been hearing is follow follow your curiosity, not the money, because the money will follow. And I and I think that that's where you're alluding to as well. But you know, I'm I'm thinking I'm seeing my friends here are making six thousand dollars for a summer internship per month, and you're talking about six hundred dollars. Uh, yeah. Why why did you choose to go to that route? 
because I thought that there is an amazing opportunity. Uh, yeah. I, I knew that if I will, uh, if I will show that I'm good at what I'm doing, then I'll be able to go up and, and to uh, show them that I can, you know, uh, manage the process. And uh, yada, 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 after five years, <laughs> uh, I was making three times all of my friends uh, what they what I did. And I was number two in the company, number one. Oh, my God. Family, and the company went public. And then I came to the CEO, which was the one of the owners, and I told him, uh, after, after we went public, I said, who is going home, you or me? Uh, so, you know, I was young. Uh, he told me, you know, if I wasn't part of the family, I will go in a, and you should take it. But I'm, I'm part of the family. I can't go anywhere. But I really want you to stay. I'm willing to offer you anything you can think about uh, but I said, no, no, I, I want to be entrepreneur and, uh, this time for me to go. So I was staying there for another nine months and then I left. Before you continue to the next part of the journey, uh, I want to go back. You, what you mentioned first, when you joined this factory, you said, you, you talked about the fact that they have this unique technology and that it was an interesting opportunity. You forwent a big life decision, going to the U.S., going to do an MBA, to go and work at a factory in the north of Israel. This is irregular by any means at any, at any point in time. How big a factor was your curiosity in driving the technology that was there or the actual job that you're going to do? Or was it primarily this idea that you felt this could be a, a good stepping stone to become a leader in this company? I thought that if, uh, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's I think it's, uh, all of it, but mm-hmm. the first was um, I believe that I can do an impact there. Second, that if I'll do the right job, I know that I can become senior in senior position. And third, I said to myself, the the experience that I will gain there is unmatched, uh, and for me, the experience was really important. I love it. I love it. Okay, so that's so. So I'm already taking a lot of inspiration from that. And you decide that you're. You, that's just the beginning of your of your career in terms of actually hands-on work. You then go and you work at, at a few other startups. But I want to make sure we also leave time to to talk a little bit about your take today. So so walk me through now your transition. I'll walk from through now. Fast. The, the first the first company as entrepreneur, it was in the multimedia uh, area uh, before the internet. Um, and um, uh, with the Israeli chutzpah, we went to the International Olympic Committee, the IOC, and to the NBA. It was uh, Juan Antonio Samaranch, the IOC president, and David Stern, the NBA commissioner. And we got exclusive worldwide rights for all the uh, Olympics and NBA media. Uh, to why, why, why the Israeli chutzpah? Explain to me that part. Because two guys out of nowhere uh, going to um, convince these guys that we are the partners and we are going to do a much better job than Microsoft and anyone else. And after eight, nine months of negotiation, that literally we had no money whatsoever. We were sleeping like in, in, 
small motels in, in different places. But we came to the meetings with suit and everything was like, you know. I love that. Had to, we had to do the show. Uh, so every time we came, we kind, of, we kind of showed them that we are, you know, an amazing and might be a big company and so forth when we didn't have 20 bucks in our pocket. Um, and um, That's beautiful. Wow. I, I, I remember once that we had to, they called us for immediate meeting. It was in Rosh Hashanah, which is the most important uh, holiday, one of the most important holidays in Israel. And we had to go to Switzerland and to stay there over for the holiday, uh, not with the family and so forth. So it's, um, I think that one thing that um, is, is coming out of all of it is the commitment. That once you are committed to the process, to the project, to the company, to as a, as a founder, um, it's it's really significant part of of your life and of your success. Uh, How do you measure that today when you're running disruptive ventures and you're you're mm-hmm. looking at 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 at, a, at really you know great entrepreneurs, but you're obviously seeing both the good and the bad. And you have, and I, and I'm guessing that through this lesson, one of the things you're looking for is this commitment level, right? This Absolutely. this engagement. Absolutely. And I'm telling those entrepreneurs that are coming to me every day. I'm saying, guys, you are going to a ten to twelve years commitment to a company that you're going to live, breathe. Uh, all of your life is going to be around it. It's going to be much. Um, uh, uh, less uh, family time, less friends time, less all right. of that. But if it's, I'm saying that if it's really into you, it's in your body, and you decided that you're going to do it, nothing will stop you. Uh, and I felt it as an entrepreneur, and I know today that when I see those guys that are coming with the eyes open like this, and they talk about their ideas, and you see the passion and the energy and everything else, you know that you have someone that you can go with. Um, so obviously, you, and, and obviously one of the big tasks that you're, that you're faced with is to differentiate between artificial passion or theatrical passion with, with real, you know, intrinsic passion, right? Because I'm guessing, especially, you know, around the world, a lot, of, a lot of accelerators and a lot of, you know, startup schools, they teach you how to pitch and they teach you how to present. And now, and, and now, with my head on as, as a senior associate at J Ventures, as I'm, as I'm examining different early stage startups, a lot of the times I, I ask myself, are these people really passionate about what they're doing or are they feel, or do they feel like they're sort of in a white combinator demo day that they have to go and, and scream at me, right? So, so how do you, is that all intuition or, or how do you go about and measure whether somebody's really ready to make that commitment? It's, it's you have to meet them again and again and again. Right. Um, and to ask all the questions that you think that are relevant, you're coming from this way, you're coming from this way. Right. You to understand, you have a picture that you're trying to understand um, their commitment, their level of commitment, how excited are they about it, and, and how long they're willing to go uh, with their passion and dream. Uh, because if you don't have it, I think it's the, the odds of successful startup are against those of starting it. Right. Uh, the, the statistics. Yeah. So if you don't have the passion and the energy and everything else, the odds are much less. 
So uh, you need you need to have so many things, so many ingredients into the equation that the startup will be successful. That you need to bring some of it in terms of your body language, your energy, your passion, the way you describe it, um, and then it will help you. So angel investments, uh, they sound great. I, I get to talk to quite a few angel investors and it seems like, you know, it's li- living the life, uh, working out of coffee shops and meeting great entrepreneurs. Why form a VC? Why, why form Disruptive Ventures? And what is Disruptive Ventures? Well, what is sort of the mission there? So Disruptive, we started Disruptive because, so I was entrepreneur and then angel and, right. then, and then I started Disruptive. And disruptive, I, I said to myself that there is um, a vacuum between the seed stage and round A. Uh, we called it seed plus. Uh, I heard mind. many talk about this, like the power seed round, that people need this that, extra, yeah. And, and in Israel at that time, uh, there was no scale between them. So mm. what, what was happening when I started disruptive, there was so many companies that got seed money but couldn't go up to the A round because they left with no money after the half a million dollar to a million dollar they got. And then they was not ready for the A round. So I said, I will, yeah. tackle, I will tackle this place between the seed and the round A and I will invest in, in those companies. We'll give them the one to two million dollar to help them <clears throat> go to the A round. So that was the thesis behind it. Why disruptive? Because I really believe that the Israeli entrepreneurs have to come with disruption, ideas, technologies, product, business model, and so forth to compete with all of the global companies out there, whether they are in Silicon Valley, in the East Coast, in Europe, in Asia, and so forth. Because we are 9 million people country, and we have to think global from the get-go, if you don't come with the real disruption, if you don't change the way people consume product, work with product, come with innovation, do something that is really different, it will be very difficult to compete with those companies there. So I love it. By, by the way, Intel, just to make sure that, that when you're talking about the, this, the, the stage where you're investing, are you just adding on to the seed round or are you a bridge round between the seed and series A generally? I, I sometimes I will I will write the seed check, but okay. it will be bigger check than the the usual one, and sometimes it will be the bridge between the seed and round A. I'm now doing my third fund, uh, which called Disruptive AI, which is the junction between disruption and AI technology. Um, <laughs> I brought uh, um, a new team to help me with disruptive AI. A guy was the second in command in 8200. A a Gadi that was a general partner in uh, JVP. And Professor Professor Yossi Keshet from Barilan University, which have the biggest AI lab in the country. So we formed a group of people that will uh, do investments in the junction between disruption and AI which I think it's kind of the way to go when you move forward. When you look at the, the next 10 years, AI is going to be a very important part of our life 
in general for the thing that we're going to do, behave, and so forth. And the fact that now, uh, because of big data and because of you, you can really get a lot of information that you couldn't get before, yeah, it's really helping you to uh, form those companies. So we're really excited about it. A hundred percent. And you know, so we have to, we have to in just a few minutes, but, but I have to get your input. Uh, you're a board member of, of eight or nine companies right now, which I have no idea how you're juggling all those. Give me your two cents about the responsibilities of being a board member. What do you enjoy most about this experience or what, what is your responsibility as a board member there? So I'll be very honest here. And I'm, I'm, I know that I'm a bit different from other people. Board is not important. Okay. What is important is the work that you do with the entrepreneur all year long, every month, every week, every day. Board is kind of a summary of what's happening up to now and what you forecast for the future. But we work with the entrepreneurs all the time. So I know before the board what will be in the board meeting I want to prepare myself for this board meeting. And I think that, you know, I'm saying, I'm always saying that because I work with young entrepreneurs, you mentioned Yali, but there is Yali and David and uh, Daniel and, and all of those guys. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm psychology. I'm just not, uh, not uh, charging for it. I love so, it. So... <laughs> You know, those guys are coming to me all the time and they have problems here and they have problems there and it's a roller coaster. And one day they think that they're the next Google and the day after, oh my God, they're going bust. Yeah. And, and you need to really be, you know, helpful for them and understand what where they are and, 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 and you know, give them a hug. And, 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 you know, and when you need to be tough, be tough. But really, uh, I think that it's the whole enchilada that you're really supporting them and giving them um, uh, your help uh, and, and empathy and sympathy uh, to help them really go through the tough times. The bold is, the, is the, the other side of it means that you really come to a two hours meeting, seven, right. eight people, you get the summary from the company, you decide where you're going, you help them lead the next quarter or so. But I think the really important work is what you do in between and not the uh, not those. Tal, completely inspiring. I just love it. Uh, right before we leave, and by the way, I have to mention that I can, now I can't wait to, to share with you a, a slide deck, hopefully in the coming years as I go on my own entrepreneurial journey. Uh, but before that, I need three words from you, uh, three words that you would use to describe yourself or that any of your founders that work with you in the day-to-day -day, uh, would describe you as. Um, focus. Okay. Persistent uh, and friendship. Focused, persistent, and friendship. I love it. And, and obviously, I didn't give you uh, time to prepare, but, but I think that those three words are, are already exuding through 
through the whole conversation that we had. Uh, so Tal, I want to thank you again for your generous time. And, and I know how busy you are. I think you have about nine, nine board meetings to attend to now and then more companies to invest in. So thank you very much. Thank you, Michael. Thanks. Take care. Good. Thank you. 